Well, I appreciate you praying and 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 helping putting that together. And I didn't even have a chance to tell you, but uh, I, for for many of the years that I was here, I was part of the pastor's prayer every Thursday. Uh, yeah, and and they were all, you know, there's various backgrounds, different denominations, and they would get together and pray. And uh, we never really talked doctrine too much, I think. <laughs> but 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 we all could appreciate everybody's position as a as a leader of of a church and and we would pray for each other we would have each other's backs if something was going wrong we were ministering to each other in a in a bigger way and we were developing trust and uh and trust isn't just automatic i don't care who you are um you you may you may be now, now i'm not saying that you couldn't have a brother in christ that's you know, like all of a sudden, okay, I can trust you. I can feel your spirit. I know who you are. But I would also say that there is something there when there's a, there is a, um, a showing up. Everybody say showing up. <laughs> there's a showing up that's day in, day out. That's that's proof of your character, proof of, uh, you know, your steadiness and your, uh, your being there. And. Uh, and so we all had that with each other, and and I actually wanted to go. I thought to myself after I went to that event, I was like, I need to go back to that, but I didn't know where it was anymore. I didn't even know if it was still going on, and I didn't know what time it was at. And so I was thinking about that. I'm like, it was always been Thursdays. I hope it's Thursdays. And then Patty texts me Thursday morning. She says, hey, you know, she Patty hears God pretty well. <laughs> she really does. And she sent me a text. She says, "Hey, Pastor Richard, you were part of the men's or part of pastor's prayer for years, and you guys helped pray this in too. And and you should go." And I was like, "Yes, I should." When she said, and she said, "Here's when it is, where it is, and they would love to see you." And I was like, "Thank you, Patty. I needed that. So thank you for hearing God." And and so I was able to go to that and and uh, and see all of them. They just they're good guys. They're good, solid Christian guys. And. Uh, I do feel like this is the beginning. Everybody say beginning. I'm going to risk being wrong here. I feel like this is the beginning of something that God is doing, and I, I in Marshalltown, and and I do I do see that picture that you're talking about, and I do feel the 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 expectancy, and and I saw all those people there, and all I could feel personally was their hunger. I felt I felt expectation. I felt like, what's God going to do? And um, the, 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 I mean, there was so many chants and cheers, especially when when we talked about Jesus's miracles. And and the, there was one young man who got up there and started testifying about how God had touched his back and power shot through him. And everybody, I mean, the people were just—you could feel the room. And, and the one, one of the pastors was mentioning about how uh, Peter and, and John were walking into the gate beautiful. And he said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I give you, rise up and walk. And he was using it as a broader parable for spiritually when you get saved, you know, that that salvation comes to you. And I was spiritually crippled, but now I can spiritually walk righteous before God. Praise God. That's an amazing truth. But the people were like, when he's told that story about that guy jumping up and leaping, everybody was that that's where all the excitement was right there. And, and I, I don't mean this in a superficial way, but I mean that God wants to show up. Not that it's just results oriented. We're not seeking the miracles for miracles sakes, but we're seeking the miracles so people get saved. 
Because he may heal your body today, but everybody knows that you're going to die one day and you're going to face him. Okay? So the healings and the manifestations and the gifts and the words and the power and the gifts of the Spirit are there as a calling sign that says God is in operation today. Today, he's in operation. And, and the church, first and foremost, needs to see it and believe it and have an expectancy and a, and a fire for it. And uh, I, I can, I don't know if this will hit everybody the, the right way. I, I am following God as best I know how. But I've been praying for God to put me on fire. Because I've seen people who are. And I, when you read your Bible, you, who you're reading about is people who are on fire people like Paul, you know, you don't get stoned and left for dead and say, we're going back in there. <laughs> you, you, something's wrong, you know, like something's wrong in a good way. <laughs> You're on fire. There's a greater purpose pushing you. There's a greater, there's a hunger that's being filled. And there's a hunger that he's stirring in the hearts of his church. And there's a hunger that he's stirring in my heart. And I can tell you right now, I am not on fire like I need to be. And I'm not saying I'm doing anything wrong. I'm just saying that I can, I need to continue to make deposits towards hungering after God. As we all do. We all need to make deposits in hungering after God. If you're not hungry, I understand if, if, if you have some, you know, reading isn't always exciting sometimes, but but you need to hunger and thirst after righteousness and hunger and thirst after the word. You know, get in the Bible. I mean, this is life stuff. This is important stuff. Like we we belong to a family whose father is God. And we believe that God restored right relationship with us. And we believe that we can talk to him anytime we want. Anytime. Like what other thing do you think is important in life? You know, we have the ability to commune with God, our father, through the Holy Spirit. I, I personally, the times that I've had experiences in church services and where I've been able to to operate in the gifts of the spirit and pray for people. And I'd have I've been there when all of a sudden I don't know anything about you. And then God drops something in my heart to pray about. And I can see their faces light up like, how'd you know that? You know, and that builds that that's God showing up that God cares about you. And for a minister, that's God showing up and saying, you can do this and you can't hear me. And there has to be an expectancy for one. In your own life that God would do that for you. And there has to be a fire. Everybody say fire. There's got to be enough stoking on the inside to push you to want that more and more and more and to seek God more and more and more. And no, we don't seek. Yeah, I, that's fine. You can say seek the giver, not the gifts. I'm telling you, the giver and the gifts are one. Everybody with me? <laughs> don't don't split hairs with me so that you can keep your pet doctrines about how the gifts are passed. They're not. <laughs> they are not. Okay. The giver and the gifts are one and the same. 
the one who wants to move and speak to men's heart and convict them towards righteousness and to run away from sin is the same God that wants to heal you. Same God that wants to speak to you. Same God that wants to use you. And, and, and that's what I, I need to, we all need, everybody say, I need to be on fire. See, and, I, and I think God is just showing me. He says, you're not there yet. And I'm not saying, I hope that hits you right. There's just deposits that we need to continue to make. What you have attained, continue to walk in it. But there is a push, and it's a godly push. And I liked what mom was saying this morning. You can feel the heart. It's not as though she's not saying God's not involved. What she's saying is that God can't just be the only one involved. God brings us together, but you're the one that walks in obedience. Amen. You have to step this out. You have to walk with him. You have to be obedient to what he's bringing you. And we have to stir our own selves up. Amen. Let's go to uh, it's one of the Timothys. I don't have it written down. Let's go to First Timothy. First Timothy, chapter four. Let's start in verse. Let's start in first uh, seven here. Let's start in verse seven. First Timothy four seven. Have nothing to do with irreverent, irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness, everybody say godliness. Godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. This saying is trustworthy and deserving of all full acceptance. For to this end we toil and strive because we have our hope set on the living God who is the Savior of all people, especially of those who believe. Command and teach these things and let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Until I come... Devote yourself. Everybody say devote. Devote yourself to public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. Do not neglect. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy when the council of elders laid their hands on you. Practice these things. Immerse. (laughs) Baptize yourself into them. Remember, say baptize. See, there's a baptism in water that's saving, and there's a baptism of fire. And Jesus didn't just come to save you, He came to baptize you in water, and He came to baptize you in fire also. And the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a present, a present help right now. He, he, our awareness of Him and our expectancy has to go up a notch. And it goes up a notch. It doesn't go up a notch in teaching. The teaching is pointing. okay, But the teaching isn't gaining you any awareness at all. Listen to every series you want. But, but until you start to practice and immerse yourself in listening for the Holy Spirit on an active, continual basis. I know when I'm in. And Nathan would say it this way. He says, I know when I'm in the pocket. Right? When you're in the pocket, you're in a zone. You're, you're listening. 
Okay. And there have been seasons where me personally, I feel like I'm out of the pocket. I'm not expecting God's voice. I'm not, I'm not thinking about who's walking next to me. I'm not thinking about that homeless guy that needs something. I'm just, I'm completely self-consumed. All right. Your expectancy is low and you're not listening. But our expectancy needs to increase. It needs to stay in the pocket. And see, worries and cares and pressures of this life and, and lust for other things, they don't even have to be bad things, but things that keep you focused externally, focused on myself. And, you know, as long as my family is okay. See, but, but we're called, we're called to be his hands and feet to a world that needs saving. And our focus should be, you know, this is, and, and if I could risk saying this, we've called ourselves Great Commission Church for probably the last 12 years. But when dad and mom started this place, it was Great Commission Church and Outreach Center. Anybody remember that? <laughs> <laughs> and for you know anyway i won't go that down that trail but but i feel like god is it's in god's heart to add the outreach center back to the name at least in practice because there is a there is a readying your ship there is a tending to your soul there is a filling yourself up with the word and prayer and making sure you're stoking the fire, but you're not stoking the fire to keep it hidden. You're stoking the fire to let it out. And, and churches that don't, I'm not saying every ministry is called to this, but I feel it here. We're called to stoke the fire internally. Be good disciples. Yes, let's teach. Let's teach. Let's teach. Let's teach. But then let's go do. Let's go be. Let's go outreach. And there is a, a balance in the body of Christ that has not been there. And it's all been stored up in churches. All of these people sitting and listening and being taught and being taught and being taught. And I believe there is an expectation that we need. We need to have our hands dirty with people that don't know how to get saved. They, they need help. They're stuck in drug addiction. They're, they're in cycles of poverty. They're in cycles of depression. And they need Jesus. We don't need to swap people in different churches. I don't want more church people here. I want people that aren't church people here. I want them saved. Amen. Amen. Do not neglect the gift you have, which was given you by prophecy. When the council of elders laid their hands on you, practice these things, immerse or baptize yourself in them so that all may see your progress. Keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this for by doing so. Okay. For by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Amen. There's a self-stirring that we need to do and it's just a it's just a rustiness and a and a and uh got to get the dust off you know time to open up our expectancy time to think you, you you need to become more and more accountable in your relationship with god it it's the foundation that your house gets built on so now you have a message and it's time to do something with it you have a message that god can speak to you and, and i'm <laughs> 
I mean, there's little things that you think is insignificant. I don't know how insignificant you thought that was, Patty, that you sent me that. But that was the question on my heart at the moment. And she had the information. And me getting to go see those guys last Thursday, it reconnected things. And, and, and it brought together the body of Christ. And I do believe that God is wanting to continue to bring the body of Christ together. Because there isn't many churches. They're his church. There's one church. And it's his body. And, and, he, and there is a vision for this place. And I know mom has been praying for years and years. We want to see revival in Marshalltown. We, those are not falling on deaf ears. Amen. Sometimes we, we, we think we see how it's going to happen. And we get discouraged because we try and interpret what God's going to do with how we perceive things. But continue to stay sensitive. Everybody say sensitive. Stay sensitive to the Spirit and listen and obey and stoke your fire. If you've not been reading your Bible, read your Bible. Listen, listen to last week's message. And, and there's little things you can do to establish a pattern of putting the Bible in you on a regular basis. Before mom started preaching this, which I feel was right, one of the things I thought to encourage everybody to do was read their Bible. Everybody say read. Read your Bible. Okay? I, I feel it. We need to stoke those fires again. Okay? Keep close to the Holy Ghost. He wants to talk to you and He wants to connect the body up. And if He gives you a word, sometimes it's simple things. I'll pass people in, in Tulsa and He'll say, give that person 20 bucks. I got that 20 bucks out for something else. I don't care. Give that person 20 bucks. And he won't leave me alone. And I know when I leave, if I don't do it, I'm disobeying him. His agenda is the agenda. Amen. I want to read one more verse, and I think I think we're good for this for today. Let's go to uh, let's go to Matthew. You know, you may be praying about what God has called you to do specifically. Um, and I understand that. I understand that everybody's got a unique gift and a unique calling. But the Word is the Word for everybody. And whether you're called to be an apostle or a prophet or evangelist or teacher or, or, or helps of whatever kind. And let me just pause right there. Incidentally, none is better than the other. It's just a question of what grace you were given. God gave everybody a grace. Everybody say Grace. It's a gift. And if it's a gift, you don't get to boast about what gift you were given. Everybody got the gift that they were given. So the best you you can be is the grace God gave you to be. Not to become haughty or buffed up against one another. You know, man, that goes into so many things. If, if you're a, if you if God gave you the grace to be a woman, don't desire another grace. <laughs> if God gave you the grace to be a man, don't desire another grace. You're missing your place. You, who you are is who you are. And you can lie to yourself all you want, but who you are is who you are. And if you, God gave you a grace in the body of Christ, if you're called to be an evangelist, don't desire to be an apostle. If God called you to be a helps, don't desire to be a teacher. I'm not saying that you can't fit more than one role, but what I am saying is that you need to have security in your own identity. And not to receive a lie about what it is. And that grace falls in line with the overall commission that God has given all of us 
And it's this, and it's what we call our church is the Great Commission Church, right? <clears throat> Matthew 28, verse 16. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Now that is the the mission of the body of Christ. And you, whatever grace God gave you, it falls in line with that mission. It is your job. You may not be an evangelist, but it is your job to own that mission because you're part of it. And there is a personal responsibility that I feel God is imparting to me and he's imparting to each and every one of us it is not one role's job, one grace's job to direct the body of Christ. It's Jesus's job to direct the body of Christ. And I am hold and here's a better way to say it. I'm holding myself accountable, but God is holding every single one of us accountable for this mission. And he plays a part in it. That means if you have a brother or if you have a neighbor or if you have a coworker that's next to you and you see them in need? Who was that good Samaritan, you know? Who did right by that guy? Who did right by that guy? The good Samaritan was the one that ended up doing what was right, even though Samaritan wasn't in covenant. Pharisee was in covenant. Sadducee was in covenant. But the, but the Samaritan was the one that did the works. And see, on that day, you may claim, well, I was part of the church that believed in the gifts. What did you do? Amen. What did we do? What did we believe for? What did we birth in? What did we pray for? And I want us all, everybody say all, all of us are accountable to see this mission come to pass in our city. This mission to teach and to save, to be great commission and outreach center. And the people that are your neighbors need Jesus and they need a touch from the Lord. And it's your job to stoke your fire and to be able to pass that fire around. Amen. It's our responsibility corporately. This is our church corporately. There's multiple graces here. Multiple graces here that all need to come online and all need to be a part and add, add to the church. And when we're all doing our part, the body of Christ, I said no more. You know me. <laughs> There's one more. Okay. Go to Ephesians. Ephesians 4.
Ephesians 4.11. And he gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers. And there's equipping of the saints. To the equipping of the saints. But to what end? For the work of the ministry. What ministry? The saints' ministry. Equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Until we all, everybody say all. Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped when each part is working properly makes the body to grow so that it builds itself up in love. <clears throat> your grace needs to come online. Stoke your fire. Take responsibility. Not just for your personal vision of what God's calling you to do, but recognize the vision that you're a part of and being part of this church and as part of the church of Marshalltown. Amen. I want to encourage you to make a plan. Make a plan. If you don't have a plan for what your prayer schedule looks like this week, you probably won't pray very much. Make a plan. If you don't have a plan of what your Bible reading schedule will look like next week, you probably won't read your Bible very much. Life will happen. Habits will reassert themselves. Mark down if you haven't and tell yourself, I will... I will pray at this time and at this place on Monday, on this time and this place on Tuesday. I will read my Bible at this time and on this in this place on Monday. If you don't have a plan after you leave here, before you eat your burger, <laughs> make a plan. OK, because those decisions are made now, not in the moment. Don't wake up at seven, roll over and think about, oh, I didn't pray today. Yeah, it's too late. Make a plan. Amen. Amen. <laughs> let's set some good habits and stoke our fire and let's take responsibility for this city. And I do believe that this is the beginning of something big here. I don't know how long it will take. But I felt the hunger when I was in that room and I felt everybody asking themselves, What's next? What are we doing here? Why is this happening? Okay. God wants to do something and we need to be on that wave. We, I don't want to ignorantly wait for that wave to hit me. I want to, with, with a good stewardship of my prayer life and my Bible reading, I want to be able to say, God, what is my part to play? And not have that wave overtake me. But what is my part to play in this? And that's what everybody should be praying about. 
So it didn't look like much, but I believe it's very important. And I do believe the church is coming together. Amen. Under one banner. That's Christ. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. I thank you for an expectancy and a hunger. You said those that hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. So I pray right now for an expectancy and a hunger and a fire to be released on us. Not a superficial fire, not an emotional fire, but a fire that comes from you. A fire that stays. A fire that abides. A fire that transforms and isn't wavering. Father, I thank you for your fire falling on these people in their prayer times, in their minds, in their understanding, in their relationships that they have with you and with others. And I thank you for new possibilities and new potential in every interaction because you're there. And there's an awareness of your presence there. In Jesus' name. And we do thank you for what you're doing in Marshalltown. Thank you, Father. Thank you for answering the prayers for revival. Not just a gathering together of believers, but a harvest. A harvest of the downtrodden. A lifting up of the drug addicts. A lifting up of the depressed of the sick, of the poor, that the gospel would be preached to them not with words only, but with power and in demonstration of your spirit. And Father, we thank you that you are bringing this forward and what part you have for us, we will be obedient to do. And everybody said, Amen.